Welcome to Sure Foundation Lutheran Church's podcast channel. The following sermon was preached on September 4th, 2022 on the basis of Luke chapter 14, verses 25 to 35. Grace, mercy, and peace are yours through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A couple of years ago now, I attended a wedding of a close friend, a college friend in Michigan. And because of a lot of, of my other buddies had, had gone to this wedding, I arrived a little early so I could spend some time catching up and, and seeing each other again. I hadn't seen them in a while. It, it was great. It was awesome to see them again. We were able to catch up, check out some of the touristy things, and then we we're going to go out to eat that night. Now, somebody in our group, I don't know who it was, but they, they suggested a restaurant, and we went. And the host sat us down, took us to our table, gave us our menus, and maybe 15 seconds later, the talking and laughing turned to uncomfortable looks on our faces. <laughs> this restaurant was a little more expensive than we would have thought. Somebody should have checked Google to see how many dollar signs popped up next to the the restaurant, because the cheapest thing on the menu was $35, unless you wanted a side salad. <laughs> Somewhat surprised and a little ashamed, we politely excused ourselves to the waitress, gave the table to the next group, and went out and ordered a few $6 pizzas. It was certainly not our finest moment. But I think everyone learned a valuable lesson that day. Before you go into a restaurant and sit down, Ask to see the menu. You have to calculate the cost first. That's essentially what Jesus is going to be talking about in our gospel lesson for today. In our gospel reading, Jesus is still on his final journey. He's traveling through towns and villages, teaching people one last time before he would make it to Jerusalem. And our text begins by saying, large crowds were traveling with Jesus. You have to imagine that he, he picked up a few more followers in every town and village that he visited. And we could ask why was the crowd so big, but I think you know. And as you dig into the Gospel of Luke a bit, you see why. Jesus was doing things that were amazing, things that no one had ever seen before. He was healing diseases. People who were crippled for a long time walked with strength again. People flocked to Jesus because there was always a chance that they'd see something that they had never seen before. But this was a large crowd, so there were likely multiple reasons why they were following Jesus. Here's another one that was common to this time. No matter how obvious Jesus made it, that he came to be a heavenly king, people were still enthralled with the thought that the Messiah might establish an earthly kingdom. Many believed that the Messiah would restore Jerusalem and expel the Romans. And if they could play a small part in this earthly kingdom, if they could get close to the would-be earthly king, they'd be set for life. That's how they thought of Jesus anyways. If they only knew, right? If they only knew how this would really end. Jesus was heading to Jerusalem, but he wasn't going to establish an earthly kingdom. He was going to Jerusalem for a much different purpose. These crowds and crowds of people who are following Jesus now, they wouldn't be following him for long. Most of them wouldn't be there at Golgotha as Jesus was crucified. And those who were, just a few hours later, would have been one of the ones yelling, Crucify him! Crucify him! 
Yeah, following Jesus wouldn't quite turn out the way they expected it to be. Jesus didn't come to be an earthly Messiah and establish an earthly kingdom. Following Jesus didn't come with money or power. It came with a humiliated and beaten man dying on a cross. And because Jesus knows why most of these people in this crowd are following him, he was concerned. He was concerned because this large crowd of people had false expectations. He was concerned because this crowd didn't really understand what it meant to be his follower. He was concerned because they weren't in it for the long term. His concern for the crowd is still his concern for us today. Have you calculated the cost of following Jesus? That's pretty obvious that Jesus isn't trying to be a salesman here. He's not hiding anything from you. He is very upfront at the cost of being a disciple. It will not be easy to follow Jesus. Jesus has always made that clear. As a Christ follower, you will bear a cross. If you've heard it differently from some other source or some other pastor, hear it straight from Jesus' lips. Matthew records in his gospel, Jesus saying, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. If you don't take those words from Jesus seriously, if you aren't prepared for that, life as a Christian will be great until inevitably the cross comes. If you have the mistaken notion that the Christian life will be easy, you are an unprepared Christian with unrealistic expectations, which will ultimately leave your faith in a vulnerable position. These crosses can reveal the shallowness in faith. These crosses can reveal the attachments of your heart. That's what Jesus is really getting at here. When the cross comes, it becomes more obvious what your heart is attached to because these crosses often force you to choose what is important to you. When the cross came for Jesus in Jerusalem, what was revealed in the hearts of the large crowd that was following him here? Well, we can definitely say in general that their hearts were attached to the hope of an earthly king. Their hearts wanted the earthly glory and comfort. They didn't love Jesus for Jesus. They loved the blessings that they thought that that he could bring them. Following Jesus was essentially a transaction for them. So Jesus is going to challenge the crowd here to get them to think. What would they be willing to give up for him? And we'll consider this too. Could you stand with Jesus and on the truth of God's word if it meant you'd lose a relationship with your father, your mother, your your spouse, your brother, your sister, your friend, etc.? Is Jesus and his word more important to you than them? In case you're wondering, that's what Jesus was saying in the gospel reading. He wasn't encouraging you to hate anyone in your life. He was merely asking, what would you be willing to give up for him? He's asking you this in order to get you to think through your priorities. You see, Jesus doesn't just want to be one of your few important things in your life. Jesus wants to be the most important person in your life. So, when the cross comes for you, what will be revealed? And there are some serious crosses in this life. There there are countries in this world where being a follower of Christ means there's a good chance your house may be burned down. In other places, being a follower of Christ makes you pretty much unemployable. There are places on earth where being a Christian means that your life will be in danger. If that was the cost, could you give up your house, your job, your, your life to follow Christ? Now, many of you won't be asked to give up your life to follow Christ. That's just not the the area of the world that we live in right now. But if the cross came into your life, some kind of suffering, 
what would you be willing to give up for Christ? Or in turn, what idols might be revealed in your heart? Would it be your family, your health, your house, your job? Now, don't hear me wrong. These are great blessings from God, but that's just it. They're blessings. The blessings ought not be more important than the giver of the blessings. Would you give up those blessings for Jesus? Here's what Jesus ultimately wants. He wants you to calculate the cost of being his disciple. And he's being honest and upfront with you. It won't be easy to follow him. It would be far easier to live a life like the rest of the world lives. You wouldn't have to give up anything. You wouldn't have to deny yourself. There would be no cross. But an easy life isn't the only way to live. And we've only done half of the calculation so far. We've talked about calculating the cost of your cross and the things that you need to be prepared to give up. But let's talk about the cost of the cross that Jesus bore and what he gave up. As Jesus calculated the cost of his cross and what it would take to save you, the cost was high. (laughs) The cost was thousands of years of sin by billions upon billions of people. That payment was astronomically high. It would require God himself humiliating himself and taking on human flesh. It would require God himself living a spotlessly perfect life and God himself dying for the sins of the world. But just a physical death wouldn't do it. This death had to include literal hell, being forsaken by God. Only that payment could take away the sins of the world. Only that payment could mend this chasm that existed between God and man. Jesus made that payment in full. He counted the cost and you know what? He loves you so much and wants to spend eternity with you so badly that he would have paid that cost a million times over if he had to. That's the heart of your Savior. What Jesus won for you on the cross is is so incredibly precious and valuable that nothing else in this world compares. The Apostle Paul famously said, What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. Now, he's not downplaying the, the amazing blessings and joys in this life. And he's also not downplaying the the pain that we feel when we lose those blessings. But he's saying they pale in comparison to Christ. So, run your calculations, because being a Christian won't be easy. You will have crosses to bear. But no matter how many times you run the calculations, no matter how many crosses you have to bear in your life, the final answer to the calculations will always come out the same. The heaviest cross has already been carried for you. Amen. Hey, Pastor Wilkie here. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon podcast. If you like the content that we're putting out there, could you do us a favor? Could you subscribe? And could you also share it with a friend? We'd love if more people are, were able to hear about Jesus and we want God's word to go out to the world. So thanks again for listening and, and we'll see you next week.